Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Specsavers PAC podcast. Uh, joining me today, I have Karina Hummel, who's the General Manager for Audiology for UK and Ireland. Hi, Karina, how are you? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. Brilliant to have you joining us today. Um, so we wanted to get you on the podcast today. Uh, just before we start the, the two weeks that we've got of PAC, to ask you about you and as the as the general manager of audiology how things have been for you over the last few months um, and how you see things progressing um so talk to us a little bit about your career how did you get to the position that you're in right now uh, that's a good question well i i would say that i am green blood through and through so i actually joined spec savers um when i was 18 um as an optical assistant and um it, the plan at the time was just to kind of get a job while i was on my gap year so i decided to take a bit of time out after my a levels um get get a role kind of in a local business and it just so happened that i'd been to spec savers for my eye test and my glasses a few weeks before and saw that they were recruiting so I was thinking oh, i'll save up a bit of money before i go to uni and that would be that um and then actually just absolutely loved it and um when I was then thinking about what am I going to go off to do at university my plan had been to go off and do philosophy I've no idea what I would have done with it but that was the plan and um the the store directors at the time said were talking to me about maybe doing the dispensing opticians course um and I just enjoyed the job so much that I thought you know well why not do that you know there's a chance for me therefore to get a qualification um and continue doing kind of what I'm doing which I'm enjoying and um, I could see potentially a career here. So that's what I did. Um, so I worked in store for, uh, I think it was about five or six years, um, yeah. kind of progressed through, sort of did the, we ended up being one of the store managers. Um, and then I moved over to kind of the, I guess, the support office side of Specsavers after that, did different roles in the retail training team and the management training team. Um, and some field roles um, and then did a big stint um, in London and the London kind of regions and division um, and kind of ended up doing the kind of divisional relationship manager role there before moving over to audiology. Um, I think it would have been about 2016 initially as the head of retail for audiology. Um, I did some going on a bit here, but I did that for a little while. That's okay. And then I actually had a real kind of um, change. So I actually then kind of took a year out and went to live in Asia for a little while. My husband was contracting got offered a job we decided we'd give it a go um, and went for a kind of complete about turn and then went off and was a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher for a year um, which was really cool Um, and then came back to spec savers in 2019 um, and initially was um, kind of came back to audiology as the operations director and then um, kind of started heading up the team as the GM since uh, February of this year just gone. So you've really worked your way up the ladder. I mean, you obviously, you, like you say, you started as a, a sort of a Saturday girl, really, you know, optics. There's a lot of people yeah. in the industry, in the estate, sorry, that have started that career and have ended up as partners. But for yourself, you did that and then ended up working for support office and now obviously yeah. general manager. One of the reasons that I love Specsavers so much is because you see people like me, both in stores and also in the support office, where um, the, the opportunity for progression in careers is just incredible here. And, you know, yeah. I just I love I love hearing stories, like you say, of our partners who have and particular audiology partners as well, who have, you know, maybe started off as on the shop floor and then they've got their, you know, their degree. They've become an audiologist, an HAD, yeah. and then they've now they're, they own their own business. 
us and it's just always great to hear. It is fantastic. I mean, I work with the apprenticeship students um, and our foundation degree students quite closely. And I love that. I love that progression route, that route of progression that I see, you know, when they they come in and they don't really know anything, particularly the people that don't have a background in audiology. And then they progress and they become a HAD. And it's it's really rewarding to see that. Um, So obviously you're in audiology now. How are you finding that? How do you do you enjoy audiology? What's what's the differences between optics and and Oh, I, I absolutely love it. Um, so yeah, absolutely, I'm enjoying it. Um, I, I don't think there's a huge amount of differences. Obviously, it's a different discipline, but ultimately, we're just talking about customers. So we're just talking whether it's about kind of giving somebody some glasses or contact lenses to help them with their sight, or a hearing aid, or hearing protection, or wax removal to help them with their hearing. You're just we're delivering a service that ultimately helps that customer in some way. So it's you know, we might be doing it a different way. Like you say, it's a different discipline, but I don't actually see there being a huge amount of difference. Yeah. Um, either way you're making a difference to somebody's life in, in that day and in that time. Um, obviously we've spoken to a few of our previous guests about the what's been happening in the world and it's a hot topic at the minute particularly now because it seems to be going through what could be its second wave. How has Covid impacted yourself? How has Covid, COVID impacted the job that you do and, and how has it been over the last few months for you? Um, well, I wouldn't say it's been easy, um, but I would say it's been rewarding. So I think, you know, we've, I, the, the, the speed at which we had to react to stuff um, and how agile everybody had to be from our partners to our store teams to my team um, is just astounded me. I think, you know, that we, we we could never have expected what this year has turned out to be. Yeah. Um, and I guess one, one thing I would say is I'm just so I'm really, really proud of everybody that I work with. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not been the easiest year, but it has been a rewarding year. Um, and, you know, I think really top of my mind all the time is how are, how are people feeling you know particularly yeah. our kind of clinicians neuroaudiologists out on the front line and the customers that are coming in um it's it must it is a difficult experience you know it's uh it's people had to get used to something new um and obviously people are worried about their health they're worried about their family's health worried about their customers so i think it's um being able to help and support people and seeing how our teams are helping support people through that has been you know probably what's been most rewarding over the course of this last year but i wouldn't say it's been easy for sure <laughs> yeah it's been a bit of a whirlwind year to be honest i mean i'm looking at the calendar and it's second of october and i'm not quite sure where the last few months I have know, gone. exactly um, exactly it kind of feels like we had christmas and now all of a sudden we're having christmas again <laughs> and it's like oh hang yeah. on a minute like what happened to the year i know every day yeah. blurs I'm sure somebody's purchased some mince pies in my house already um, and we're only in October. It's interesting because obviously I've, I've been back in work for the last few months now and, and speaking to, to partners and they've said a similar thing to yourself in the sense that, you know, there's been such a there's been such a quick work turnaround in how things have changed. And, you know, one one day you're doing one thing and then the next day the guidance has changed and you're doing something completely different. And then you, you get yourself back into a bit of a routine because there hasn't been any changes. And now as we're approaching ultimately flu season um i guess there's got to be some sort of there's got to be some thoughts that the guidance could potentially change again because we don't know what's going to happen whereas in a normal flu season you kind of just prepare yourself get your flu jab and you sort of work your way through the rest of the year 
I think I think the thing is whether we're talking about kind of our our business and what we do, or if we're just talking about what's kind of going on, kind of um, in like the wider environment around us. I think we've got one thing that I've probably learned over the last few months is we've got to just work with what we know right now. Um, and there, obviously, people think about what if. Um, and I think when when you read, even when you just read the news at the moment, you think there's a lot of, there's a lot of speculation, there's a lot of what ifs and maybes, and this might happen or this might happen. But actually all we know is what we know right now so I think we we've just got to be prepared for to kind of doing what we can do now um, and just being prepared to potentially having to kind of move quickly if we need to change I think one of the things that is different now that we know and that we have that we didn't know kind of pre-covid is you obviously have the clinical evidence around the procedures yeah. that we can do in audiology which we didn't have um, and we also have PPE and we have you know social distancing and we have kind of you know all of the clinical procedures that we've had to put in place to keep our clinicians and our customers safe so um, I think that we, we might see changes um, however I would be surprised if they are to the significance that they were kind of back in sort of March time. Yeah, it's and and you are right. We we are very much more aware of what we can't do and and the evidence behind that. Um, so obviously it's just a case of seeing how the next few months play out and hopefully, touch wood, um, not as bad as as the last few months have been. Um, yeah. I don't know how much information you can share with us with the next question. Um, and obviously with the with how fast technology is growing, where do you see the line of work progressing over progressing to over the next few years? You mean audiology specifically? Yeah, yeah. I mean, technology is is sort of moving at a fast pace because of COVID. Do you feel like that will have an impact in the in the field of audiology over the next few years, or? I, I think undoubtedly, and you know, we we see it in the advances, just in the kind of hearing aid technologies, that, you know, in the new yeah. new products that we see already. Um, I think that I also think that the way that our customers interact with technology is likely to change. So one of the things that you'll know we've 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 been able to introduce um, is you know ways of kind of interacting with our customers differently. So through video consultation, for example, remote consultations, and that's not just within our discipline and within Specsavers and the audiology industry. You know, I had a, a video consultation on my mobile phone with a doctor the other day so I just think generally kind of people will be more used to using technology to interact with their clinician whichever clinician that is in the future things like remote assist and remote fine tuning will I think just become a bigger thing as we go forward and as as that technology develops I just think more broadly um that people I think obviously what we do with audiology is we're helping people with their hearing it's so vital as a you know for communication and the I think where people are feeling perhaps a little bit more socially isolated worried about you know are they going to see their families at Christmas are they going to be able to get together with more than six people when's that going to be just that communication and being able to keep people communicating um is this well it's it's what we do it's what kind of gets me out of bed every day you know yeah so I I do think that there will be a combination of kind of you know new technologies kind of people being more health conscious perhaps people feeling that little bit more isolated as a result of the situation we've all found ourselves in this year just generally people being more used to doing things with their hearing you know wearing earbuds wearing headphones and and it becoming a little bit less stigmatized perhaps to wanting to do something about that that I just see huge opportunity to be able to help more people over the course of the next few years is probably what I'd say. Yeah and I think that's you know that's 
sort of at the core of being a, a clinician or being in the healthcare profession is is that yeah. actually you know when you when you're faced with something like what we've been faced with over the last few months it just brings to the surface how much we care and how much we want to be able to help it's it's the reason why we're in where why we're in the healthcare profession whether that's optics whether that's audiology whether that's yeah. you know being in medicine or or even something to the extent of you know working in a pharmacy or something like that it's 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 healthcare and it's it's about helping people and Absolutely. you know I definitely agree with with what you said with regards to that. Um, So you briefly mentioned right at the beginning of this um, that you took a year out um, or when you were working with us, sorry, you took a year out and went to Asia. Yes, Um, I did. Tell us a little bit about that. So you went to Asia, you uh, became a yoga teacher. Yes, well, I was kind of already, um, I kind of personally, I do, I do quite a lot of yoga and meditation. Um, and uh, yeah, so my, my husband was, a cons- was consulting. He got offered this kind of position to go and do something in Vietnam. And we just thought, when will we ever get an opportunity like this again? So yeah. um, that's what we decided to do. So we took about a year and a bit out to do that. Did a bit of traveling at the same time. Um, I did my yoga teacher training and then did like a, a course in meditation at the same time and just sort of did that a little bit while I was uh, away really and I have kept some of it with me as well so um I do still occasionally um well I still meditate every day and do yoga a few times a week so kind of personally that's something that's quite yeah. important to me um but I do still occasionally kind of do the odd yoga class here and there for different people and yeah I think we're gonna have to get like a, <laughs> a, a, a zoom call or a team's call and a, a lunchtime <laughs> yoga session yeah, more than happy <laughs> I wonder how people will get signed up to that um so I guess then my next question is is would that be your if you weren't in the role that you're in now if you weren't in the profession that you're in now would that be your ideal career or is there another career that you'd like to have explored if you'd been given the opportunity to really good question um I don't know that I could say what's my ideal career really I I I always really admire people that have kind of got a really clear view in mind of kind of you know the career that they want or the the progression that they're on um similar podcast actually for some of our marketing team recently we were doing we had like a careers week and we were talking about this um and for me personally um I've always just kind of tried to kind of develop myself in the things that I really enjoy um and sort of be ready for the next role even if I didn't 100% know what that role was going to be so like I said you know I thought I was going to go off to university and do philosophy god knows what I would have done with that you know I've absolutely no idea however I've ended up kind of you know with a 20-year career at Specsavers and now heading up the audiology team and business so I would never have imagined that for myself but it's definitely been it's definitely been the right career for me um I think it's totally possible to um kind of almost have like a you know multiple things that you enjoy um both in and out of work and then and then to sit quite you know a lot, quite easily alongside each other so you know yes I, I kind of obviously work in business I work in audiology I work in healthcare um but I've still been able to to kind of develop and do things that are of interest to me that sit outside of that outside of that world so with yoga and meditation for example I'm you know also at the moment and um, because I really the, the big probably the biggest thing that I've always enjoyed with my role and my career is the work that I do with people and seeing yeah. people develop and supporting them through that so I'm also qualifying as a coach at the moment so again oh, that's wow. something that I think will help me in my career and my work with Specsavers but it's also something that I might want to do kind of you know sort of separately um, and you know in, in my spare time so I've kind of done it really for my own development so 
I, I don't know if I know what my ideal career would be. I think I'm probably in it, to be honest, at the moment. Yes. So, it yeah. sounds like it sounds like you're doing a lot of great things. And, it, and I think, you know, over the last few months, particularly during the, the lockdown period, there was a lot of conversations, you know, around on social media and amongst peers and amongst friends about, you know, mental health and, and people being worried about not having things ticked off in, uh, in the right time frames and um, I was talking to my sister about this who's a little bit younger than I and she was worried that she hadn't reached she hadn't got her ideal career and she hadn't got it and and she hadn't ticked the boxes in the right order and I said to her like you know there's no time frame for these things and it sounds like you're saying a similar sort of thing you know yeah. it, it, you can be doing all sorts of things and and not have found your ideal career but then at the same time you could have thought you wanted to go down one path and then end up on a completely different path and that actually be you know your ideal career so I guess you don't have to have it figured out all at the all at the same time or at the same time as everyone else yeah and, and I think that's I think that's I think that fits, you know feel feel comfortable with that as well and and I think the 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 thing that I would say to people if they're thinking about kind of their development is I think when we talk about development in PDPs we always we always go immediately because it's human nature to the things I'm not very good at yeah. you know so I'm gonna I need to be better at doing you know numbers and spreadsheets because I'm not very good at it yeah. well that's yeah okay maybe a little bit you do need to you know kind of you know get get to a level of skill in certain things but I think it's just as important to develop yourself in the stuff that you love and the stuff that you enjoy because one you, you you're passionate about it but two you might not necessarily be 100% sure what that next role is but if you are kind of ready for it you'll know so I think that you know it's I think it's totally fine to have either kind of either structure so you might be really really clear on where you want to go to the role you want the position that you want and that's brilliant because you can kind of plan your development you can plan kind of linearly to get there and that's great um but if you're not too sure that's also great like I've, I've I'm you know I, I think I probably am like I say in the ideal career because I've, I've I've loved every minute of it so would I have known it kind of when I was 18 no but that's okay too yeah I think that's I, I think that would hopefully resonate with a lot of people I mean like I said earlier I wanted to be an optum and I wanted to be an optum from when I was in year nine um, so I think you're what 14, 15 at that point. Uh, I didn't want to do anything else, and I ended up in audiology. And I can hand on heart say that I never envisaged being here, but I absolutely love it, and I wouldn't change it for the world. So um, yeah. you know, it's I think hopefully a lot of people that are listening will be able to resonate with that. My last question to yourself is, what advice would you give to to somebody who's starting their career, or even somebody who's who's you know 30, 40 years into their career? What one piece of advice would you give to would you give to people out there? Um, I think it's probably what I just said, which is be try to get yourself clear on what what it is that gets you out of bed in the morning. What what's the stuff that you love? What's the stuff that you enjoy? Um, and find some time always in your day or in your week to really focus on that and to focus on kind of how you know how you can you know develop yourself in in that. You know what what's the next step that you could take? Because I think that. That's that. That I think that's for me. I'm going to obviously talk from personal experience. I think that's probably what's been instrumental for me is that I've always I've known I've I've known that I've always loved working with people. You know, within yeah. our business, you know, we've got our brilliant partnership. We've got fantastic teams in our support office. It's that's where I've always got my energy is being with people. Um, so 
in my week, I have to make sure that I've got some, you know, interactions one on one with people talking just about what's going on with them and how I can support them. And, um, you know, just just yeah, hearing how I can help and support them as much as kind of all the other stuff we've got going on in terms of the business and the numbers yeah. and, and all of that. Um, so that that would probably be my advice would be just be really clear on what you love. Um, and there's loads of different ways that you can do that. Um, but, you know, it's hard to articulate sometimes, sometimes it's just that feeling you get when yeah. you're doing it, isn't it? No, I get that. And I think that's a really I think that's a really great piece of advice. And I think there'll be a lot of people that are listening that will be able to take that and, and sort of run with it and hopefully implement that into their into their day to day lives and into okay. their working week, which is brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, a couple of things that I've taken out from this is that we'll I'm sure we'll be able to schedule in some lunchtime yoga sessions for the team <laughs> and some coaching sessions when you've uh, when you've completed that. Um, but thank you very much for taking the time out. And hopefully we'll see you at some of our PAC sessions um, over the that. next couple of weeks. That's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you.